Get ready to watch two movies that were straight to video that will destroy humanity and your love of horror. That's right, folks. It's Beyond the Void. Hello. I'm so excited. Yes. We got we got some Stephen King franchise movies that went a little too far. And when I say a little too far, I almost mean like maybe the first one shouldn't have been made. And that is sometimes they come back franchise sequels, which is part two and three, which is sometimes they come back again from 1996 and sometimes they come back for more from 1998. Tune in next week when we watch the porno parodies that you'll love. No, 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 (laughs) no. So, yeah, no, we got some movies that we're going to be talking about today. These ones are fresh off the fucking toilet. And, uh, yeah, we can't wait to talk about them. So uh, I guess let's fire up the engines and get this motherfucker started. As you walk through the valley of the shadow of hell, you will see through the fog a bend in reality. A veil that is beyond your own comprehension. It's the other side, beyond the void. What's up, guys, and welcome back to Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. That's right. It's episode 363. At least there's a six in there, and if you add two threes and there's two of them and you times them, okay, (laughs) by two, then you get six, 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 which would be the mark of the beast of these movies. Okay. (laughs) But yeah, it's episode 363 for those of you who are uh, specific. Yeah. Sorry about that. Um, Anyway, so we got some movies that we're going to talk about today, and man, those are some pretty bad ones, Christina. We had a- That was pretty bad. Yeah, this franchise, I think uh, somebody should have stopped them. I can't wait to hear why these movies were made. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think there's much information. I think a lot of the people that uh, made these, they decided to just call it quits after that. <laughs> they just gave up yeah. in the middle of like, oh, well, might as well just. At the end of the movies, it. both of them, you just heard shotgun sounds, and we don't know why, but. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> anyway, how are you doing, Christina? What's going on with you? Well, I went to my annual trip to the renaissance festival for our annual like president's day thing because that's what me and my niece do on president's day oh yeah that's right i forgot about that i almost forgot about this and so we actually dressed up this year christina went fucking viral guys i've never gone viral so (laughs) she's got the goods no well i didn't go viral it was a there was a girl filming and she came up to me it was completely genuine like i had no idea what was going on and I was dressed up as the Willow Witch, which is like a Taylor Swift song. 
And she caught it and she came up to me and she was like, are you Willow? And like, I was, I was like, I got really excited because I had had like two things of mead. <laughs> yeah. She looked like a gothic girl too, which was so cool. Like I, I was just like, oh, that's, that's so cool. Yeah, because right? that's kind of like the scene where we come from a little bit, you know? So it's like. Yeah. So it was fun. Yeah. And then she posted it and then it, it has like over a half a million views now. <laughs> like my, my follower count is like like rising and i was like oh maybe i should post stuff or something I yeah i know. know now she's posting stuff when i've been telling her to post oh, forever whatever. you know you guys she doesn't she doesn't give herself enough credit like she comes up with some really great ideas and one of them was to dress up as this witch we spent like four months trying to plan yes, and you actually this. bought me the dress that's and right the cloak for christmas that's which right that was cool because everybody and, and i just want to explain something here because i don't want to go into a tangent about it but i do want to talk about something okay what look we get it. Most people who like horror like metal. A lot of our scene who like goth music and industrial music and fucking alternative music don't like Tyler Swift. We get it. But some people do, and it's just a weird thing, you know? I personally am not a huge fan, and everybody always feels like they have to say that, by the way, when they get into this diatribe. But <laughs> oh my God. I really actually don't... I don't know her songs. I'm not a fan of them, but... Christina likes them. Well, I wasn't a fan. And like I've said before, the problem is I went down that road. That's how it and starts. I, and I shouldn't have gone down that road. Yeah, you and should now listen to like, Herman it's... Munster when he said, <laughs> don't go down that road. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, my point is, is that uh, I don't think she's that bad of a person. I don't. I think she does a lot of really cool things. Like she gave every single person that works for her a hundred thousand dollar bonus. Uh, that's pretty fucking cool, man. No, it was it was the uh, the tour truck drivers. So she gave everybody on her tour trucks who wait around patiently for her three days. You know everything. She paid them all hundred k of extra bonus a year. I'm sure she gave bonuses to everybody else though. Oh, I'm like, sure. You know, but it just got out, and that's the thing. A lot of people sit there and will go like, "Oh, yeah, fuck her," you know. And it's like. Dude, she doesn't even tell anybody that she does this stuff. It's other people who leak it out. Listen, it's not even her. It's uh, the people who get really annoyed with the Swifties because I get it. Like, there's a lot of mean people out there, but there's mean people everywhere. So personally, I think the world sucks right now and everybody should just chill the fuck out. If there's the rule is for me in my life is that if somebody's enjoying something, do not shit on them. If they're dancing like a fucking idiot and, and they're having a good time, let those people be fucking happy. Right. Because this world is fucking nuts. And I need people need to be happy, man. And, and if it means that they got to listen to Taylor Swift, let them fucking, you know, listen to Taylor Swift. If it makes them happy, those people are fucking happy when you watch the videos. Like those people are fucking happy. I can't believe in the comments like they're all the comments are really nice. So. Oh, and your on your video, you mean? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, hopefully she deletes all the negative ones. <laughs> but either way, that's cool. I think it's fun. I think it's awesome that she got like a, a because you know it's like kind of Ren fairy anyway to be a witch or whatever, right? So right, it was fitting. That's it, why I did it. Yeah, it's just funny that you had to have the two drinks the, of. The, I know the peak of your your drunk when she don't even really drink. <laughs> so I can imagine you were like, oh. <laughs> we can see it. <laughs> anyway, if you guys want to watch that, you can watch it on her uh, TikTok account. What is it? Cuvel, C-U-V-E-L. There you go. And uh, 
Yeah, I reposted it. I didn't put it on the BTV thing, but I just reposted it so that mm-hmm. people could see it. So, anyway, that's pretty cool though. I'm I'm pretty ha- I'm glad you had a good time. And, yeah, we had f- I had fun. Yeah. Oh, and uh, yeah. we went to go to see a theater movie for first time in a while, mm-hmm. which I demanded. And there's so I many demanded, f- dude. There's so many fucking good movies coming out. It sucks. Like, what are we gonna do, Christina? Go broke. I guess. Or we could go AMC list. I A list. I just can't believe how expensive movies are. We always try to hit the matinee, but it's like sometimes you can't. And they I'm don't like, do Geez. matinees anymore, hardly. But that was our jam going out to matinees in the past, and uh, now now we got to go at night, and it's like I'm fighting this like sleep thing, so I got to like plan everything out and like try to be as awake and tr- like slam a bunch of coffee. I tr- I drank a whole fucking cup of like a double cup of coffee, mm-hmm. like the, the double brew that you did. And I took two pills of fucking, like, uh, uh, caffeine mm-hmm. just to stay awake. And, man, I was lit for that whole night, actually. Right. <laughs> I had a hard time going to sleep that night. Oh, uh, did you? Yeah, but, I mean, I stayed awake through it. I almost passed out, like, one time through it, too. So mm-hmm. that just goes to show you just how strong, <laughs> like, it is. So, mm-hmm. But, yeah, we went to go see... Stop Motion. Stop Motion. So we saw that. There's... Uh, a huge video that I did. I worked a really long time on that video. I'm really proud of it. So if you haven't seen it, watch it. Um, I did some like interesting things. It made me want to be very creative. This movie, Stop Motion, was so good. It just made me want to be creative and do more. Mm-hmm. And it got my brain thinking. That's why we did the new intro for the, the podcast today. Like I feel like I need new change, new everything. So... No, re repurpose uh, everything that we're doing so that it doesn't feel old. Just like spit polish it and make it look nice, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so what other movies did we see? We saw trailers well, for? Le- well, um, on the episode last week when we watched uh, Sometimes They Come Back, you had mentioned that The Outsiders, because of the greasers and stuff. Oh, and that's, that's right. Mind. So we did watch The Outsiders, which because I'd never seen it before, so we watched it. <laughs> It, well, who was it by Francis Ford Coppola? Which yes. you could totally tell. It yeah, was like totally, totally his style. It's a love it letter shot. to the greaser times. You know what I mean? I like, put, yeah. I think on my um, my letterbox thing, I, I reviewed it as like the boomer's childhood or something. Yeah, this is a movie of a boomer's childhood. She's like, it's a it's a boomer uh, it's a boomer love dream or something, <laughs> something like that. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> there was another review that was saying something like, "Oh, I thought this was gonna be some like hard ass movie, and it's like a bunch of dudes crying over each other." <laughs> Like, like basically wanting to make out or something. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> I mean, funny. it is pretty sentimental, more sentimental than I remember. Uh-huh. You know, like I didn't realize this from like 1983. Yeah, dude. And Tom Cruise is in there, and uh, he keeps doing flips yeah. off of stuff. Do you remember that? Yeah. Like, look at me. <laughs> I'm crazy. Like he's on Oprah's couch or something. You know. <laughs> It, it seems like you see more personality from him in that movie than you ever saw yeah, ever, after that. Yeah, that was before he joined the Scientologists. Oh, yeah, they took his soul. Yeah, he had to trade it in. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know how there's always those actors, like even people have said it about Keanu Reeves as well. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like he did, he did, uh, you know, the Bill and Ted's, and then after after that. Point break and everything was gone. He sold his soul, man. Yeah, that's what happened. Totally, man. <laughs> and now he's back to for the vengeance. To uh, <laughs> I'm thinking I'm back. You know, 
I don't know. I think they should stop making the Wick movies. The last one was not for me personally. I don't even think we finished it. I didn't. I fell asleep on it a little bit. During a lot the of end. people, it was like their favorite movie of the year. I didn't get that. I, I still I, like I the first. It was too long. I think. I think for me, you know, the first one is not as big, but I still like it. And I think I like. Yeah. I think it's like one, three, two, and then the last one for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just keep it simple. You know, right. it didn't need to. It started getting into some like, you know, no no offense, but like Fast and the Furious style shit. You know what I mean? Well, people like those movies. So. I mean, I'm not saying they're not, but I don't want it in my my John Wick. It's like it's like when food encroaches oh on the other food. You know, you're eating you're eating something, and it's like trying to get in your other food. You're like, get the <laughs> fuck out of there! What are you doing? time to lay down or this dog over here is trying to get fucking treats when he's gotten like literally hundreds right now you fucking you greedy bastard lay down buddy go lay down murray time to lay down anyway so i think it might be that time what time is it to watch them talk about the movies There you go. Yeah, I know. Look, we're changing things up around here, guys. I'm so confused. There's some construction areas you're not going to know about. You got to be careful where you step. What's going on? I don't know. Where am I? (laughs) Anyway, let's jump into our flesh and potatoes of Stephen King's I Never Let Them Do This franchise and continue on. Sometimes they come back again from 1996 and I don't know why we're even watching these movies sometimes they come back for more from 1998 both on Tubi and we're gonna go ahead and talk about them right now Right, Christina. So sometimes they come back again was released straight to video on September 3rd, 1996. But you can watch it in the 21st century on Tubi, Roku or Plex. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to go to Blockbuster for this one. Mostly, I think everybody's going to go to Tubi anyway, because, like, you know, it's a, it's available. Yeah, Netflix is trying to bite off Tubi now. They're like, hey, we can just put ads on everything. <laughs> but we're still going to charge you. Yeah, when you come to our website, ads. When you talk to us on the phone, ads. <laughs> can you even talk to them on the phone, old man? Yeah. Back in my day, we used to We, we used, used to, to call send, the employee on the phone. In the mornings, we would put a note inside of our loafer, and then we would put it in a box and set it outside on the front doorstep. <laughs> The milkman would come. And then the milkman would come and take it over to the Netflix fella on the corner. And he would put a special movie inside. And you didn't know what the movie was. Sometimes it was a porno. Sometimes it wasn't. (laughs) Kids, be careful out there. And then they would come back and we'd watch it around the fire. And Santa Claus would come out of the chimney high as a kite on fucking methane. That sounds like a better movie than yeah. this. All right. All right. Good All right. All right. It's about a man and his daughter. They return to his hometown only to be terrorized by demons who had sacrificed the man's sister in the past. Sound familiar? Yeah, a little bit. Not really. <laughs> Ta- I mean, it's all the same, right? They're all, somebody did something in the past. You're going to pay for it. Yeah. Tagline is, sometimes. You shouldn't make a sequel. Hold on. 
yeah. Sometimes you shouldn't make a sequel. Sorry, my dyslexia like caught me off guard there. <laughs> You're fine. Good. It says some things are better left dead. Yeah. I was like, sometimes. Isn't that a pet cemetery line? I Am think, I fucking getting confused I, it here? It is. It is. I think sometimes dead is better. That's right, what but, it is. But I think the newer is it the newer movie that this is the the tagline. No. Oh. Anyway, whatever. Okay, this was written and directed by Adam Grossman. He did Carnival of Souls from 1998, First Wave from 1998, and Seven Days from 1998. Yeah, I think those are TV shows, by the way. Oh, okay. The last two. Oh, the last two. Okay. This was also written by Guy Rydell. He's mostly a producer. He produced Wedding Crashers from 2005, which is going to tie into the actors. Uh, Creed 2 from 2018, Office Space from 1999, and he produced Cloverfields. Huh. Pretty good movies, I guess. Of course, these are based on the characters. Supposedly. By Stephen King. Loosely. I don't even think they should be able to use it. I don't think so either. Based on the title name by Stephen King. That's pretty much what it is. Yeah, that's all it is. We're just trying to bite off the, ride the tailcoats. Yeah. (laughs) Listen, guys, Stephen King is pure gold. Let's make another movie. Oh, people will read it for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Just slap his name on it. Anybody will watch it. Yeah. All right. We got uh, Michael Gross, who plays John Porter. He's the dad from Family Ties, but you might remember him as Bert in Tremors. Oh, yeah. He, he was also in Anger Management, and more recently, he has established a career in Christmas movies. Of course. <laughs> I think Wait, I, stop. I think I counted like fifteen. Dude, I talked to the directors of uh, or the writer of uh, uh, <laughs> anything for Jackson, and we were joking right. about that. And yeah. he was saying, "Yeah, he's like, look, man, you know, it's where the money's <laughs> you, you at. You gotta make fucking money where you gotta make money. Yeah, you know I, mean? I don't blame him at all. All right, we have Alexis Arquette who plays Tony Reno." I know her as George in The Wedding Singer from 1998. You probably know her in The Bride of Chucky. Yeah, the, the dude that she brings in uh, on the on the uh, bed and then puts the Chucky doll on his yep. lap. Yeah. And then uh, she was also in Children of the Corn, Five Fields of Terror, Pulp Fiction, was the vampire DJ in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie, sadly passed away at the age of 47. Yeah, I got a little bit of trivia on that one because I was like a little confused because we were seeing the name on there and I think they went back and changed it when they upgraded the film and everything like that or something because like the name is was Robert or something, but we'll get into that later. So. Mm hmm. Uh, we have two-time Oscar winner Hilary Swank, who plays Michelle. T- did you hear me? Two-time Oscar winner. <laughs> yeah, that's surprising in this movie. Which is strange because this movie's from 1996. She won the Oscar in 99 for Boys Don't Cry. And then her second Oscar was Million Dollar Baby from 2004. Well, you have to start somewhere. Ex- exactly. But I-, I forgot she was also in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. Which is funny. and She, she was w- way better in that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wasn't she a cheerleader in that or something? Or? Yeah, I think so. Her name was like Beverly or something. Uh, she was also on Beverly Hills 90210. Yeah. Uh, we also have Bo Jesse Christopher, who plays Vinny. He was a greaser in Ferris Bueller. Mm. He was also in Point Break from 1991, Sleepwalkers from 92, Meatballs 4, and Pump Up the Volume. Pump Up the Volume. 
The budget on this was $3 million. Wow. And Alex, what did you think of this fine-ass film? Oh, well, this is probably one of the weirdest, darkest fucking episode of Family Ties I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) Where's Michael J. Fox, though? Uh, Dude, he's a demon in this one, actually. He could have went back to the future. Oh, zinger. Anyway, also, this is Hillary Swank's most oblivious and stupid brain role I've ever seen. Good Lord. She's like akin to Simple Jack in fucking <laughs> in that Tropic Thunder. So, uh, but uh, it's just, it's weird, man. It's so weird. It just does not. Have you ever watched somebody play a movie and you just know that this is a role that they really are above? It just felt like that. Exactly. This is very much in the vein of like the latter like the the like part three and four Wishmaster series where it started to get a little too much, uh, but like worse. <laughs> right. It's kind of a so bad it's good film. Like actually, I would say definitely a so bad it's good film. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not on the higher end of those, but it is definitely a entertaining film. I, I like I enjoyed watching the film. It was easy to watch. There is some obvious like flaws and bad acting, and it, it's not necessarily bad acting. It's just how it's written and how they had to be in the film because one of the kids, because there's like these three bad kids that come back, you know, because sometimes they come back again. Um, But uh, he's like kind of like a villain in a way and he's kind of trying to do the Freddy thing. So he's doing all these stupid catch lines and shit like, you know, when they're killing people. Mm Mm-hmm. Because obviously that was popular in the 80s and they kind of sort of bring it back in this one. And they're not like greasers in this. <laughs> like, like he wears a leather jacket in it, but it's more of like a, I don't know. He, he's, I don't know what he is in this movie, but it was, it was different. It was interesting. Um, I don't know. This one is, it's got more gore. It's got more blood. It definitely does kill people in the in the camera, which is cool. But, you know, where the first one was trying to take it a little bit more seriously, this one is kind of going for the, like, you know, swinging for the fences with some ridiculous stuff. But in the same regard, it's kind of fun to watch because of that. I wouldn't say this is a quality film, like, overall. But if you're looking for a so bad it's good film to watch, I definitely think it's better than the first movie. Like, you know, as far as like entertainment wise, like I did the first one's a little boring at times. Like it really does drag in some spots because they're taking it so seriously. And it's like such a ridiculous kind of concept in a way. Mm -hmm. I would say the performances in the first one are probably a little bit better. While I did like Alexis's role in this, like she kicks some ass in this role, like as the Tony guy. And was pulling out the one-liners. It was Dude, really good. Very charismatic. Like, th- probably the best thing about this movie, because who was the main guy? Who was the dad? Grossman? Uh, Michael Grossman? Uh, not his best uh, role. Uh, <laughs> it, it's really weird watching him, like, kind of, like, peruse, like, satanic uh, stuff he, he definitely did better in tremors in my opinion oh yeah totally um 
Yeah, that's probably his like uh, the epitome role. You and know he was I mean? kind of like this redneck guy in Tremors, wasn't he? With the guns, he's, he's good like, in that role. That's a good yeah, role that was for a him. Good role. This one is just like he's like a dad that's like into a cult. He's dialing <laughs> it in, and it's so weird. And like I don't know, he does not come across as a tough guy, and they try to make him How out. How funny because I wrote down the exact same thing about him. Really? Yeah, yeah. I did. It's it's like. Yeah, I don't know. Something about this role is not great for him. Hillary Swank is fucking terrible in it. Like she is, she's, it's almost like she's not even there when the other actors is speaking to her. Like the Maria girl who's mm-hmm. in the movie, who's her friend, who's the the sluttier girl, yeah, supposedly, yeah, the stereotypical slutty girl. Mm-hmm. She's the best actress of the bunch, almost. You know, mm-hmm. like she actually does a really competent, good job. Right. You expect like she does it flawlessly. When she was like even talking to Hillary Swank, it was almost like Hillary Swank was like off. Like, you know, doing a spelling bee in some other universe while she was, like, watching and playing in this movie. It's kind of like when you start talking to me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, Lord almighty. I'm kidding. There's a scene in this movie where she's, like, ma- like she thinks, like, that the, the water coming out of the hose is the most magic thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking stupid like but in the same regard i really do like arquette's performance in this yeah like she really does a good job it sucks that she passed away you know because like i think of all the different roles that they played that they played together you know as either as a robert or alexis or Mm -hmm. them and uh there's some pretty you know interesting stuff i remember seeing them pop up in a lot of stuff and you know especially Mm -hmm. like chucky in particular right because that's such an over-the-top fucking goth scene right you know so it's like you know i always like was like well who's i if that guy was hanging out at the club when i was going to the clubs <laughs> that guy would have stuck out like a sore thumb a little bit you know what i mean right. it's a little too extreme anyway it's just an interesting movie it makes it just barely actually watching this one brought the first one down just slightly like i feel like it's a the first one's a four out of ten this one's like a five maybe a 5.5 out of ten on the so bad it's good score it does have some moments though that could push it into a six and a half sometimes but overall it is cheesy as fuck i mean you're going to think of it this way. If you've ever seen full moon pictures and you're old enough to know those movies, I would say that definitely it's like within that vein of acting, you know, the gore is definitely an added bonus. There is some, you know, nods to lawnmower man in here. There's like other nods to Stephen King stuff in here as well. But uh, overall it's just kind of a silly film. And I, I do like it more than the first one though. Like I would probably pull this one out before I would, watch the first one again because mm-hmm. it's way over dramatic right so what about you i also liked it better than the first film which i mean it doesn't say much about it but i guess i was trying to and then i was trying to compare it to the first movie like with with different things and you can't really because they kind of replace the lore of the first movie with the demonic ritual stuff and the only really tying factor like was the the they were driving a similar car like right. these demons were driving these cars thematically it, it kind of matches in some areas yeah ex- and it, that was it like that literally oh maybe it's a family and this is just him and his daughter 
coming back to a house because the grandma his his mom died or something i don't know it was stupid but then he had a sister who died when she was a teenager and he was like a little boy a mother a father uh, everybody in the family died except for him and his daughter right and then it's like i felt like it lacked the storytelling because it would go to a flashback and i wouldn't realize it was a flashback and I was like, why are these kids looking at naked ladies with binoculars? And I'm like, where did these kids come from? Yeah. And like, there was no dis- like distinguished, you know, way of being like, oh, this is me having a flashback. Right. You know, and I, it just really confused me. We but... also forgot to mention that the kid from the Sandlot is in this as well. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah. It, it, the kid with the googly eyes. Just for like a moment he was in there. Yeah. But I mean, it's definitely a, a S big movie. It's so bad as good just because of the cringy dialogue. Yeah, but the, it, the one-liners are bad. Yeah, but I did think it was it was better than the first movie, which isn't really saying much because I do agree. It's like the bigger actors in this movie weren't even like really acting, and it flows better. That's but, all I cared. You yeah, know it I did mean? flow better. It did flow better. Even but. if it's terrible, it still flows better instead of this overdramatic crap. Mm-hmm. Which you know, I'm sure the book is probably pretty decent, but. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't think that the movie is as good. Even Stephen King said it, and we didn't like it that much either. Yeah. It's a throwaway film. It's kind of like one of those side stories that they just didn't do it justice. You know, it just has familiarity to with, like, it and stuff. Right. So I gave it a 6 out of 10 just because I gave the one from last week. I think I gave it, I gave it a I think I gave it a five out of ten. So. Yeah, I gave this one like a five and a half. So, I mean, yeah, it's close to a six. Like I said, I, I mean, I can probably split the difference because, like, I feel like this one's like five and a half, six. Yeah. You know, just on the S big scale, because, like, I, I got some laughs out of it multiple times throughout the film. There's some, like, really bad one-liners that really just kind of, like, poke it over average for an s big watch but you know overall these movies underperform in a lot of ways some people were saying like the that's the these movies are on like a lot of the like worst movies ever made but i still think children of the corn probably has the majority the lion's share that was stephen king too bam well that's because everybody doesn't really interpret uh, writers the way that they're supposed to be you know right it's just everybody has a different interpretation you know it's Mm -hmm. some things work sometimes they don't i don't think it's anybody's real fault it's just right some ideas just don't pan out the way we think of them Mm -hmm. especially when you get a lot of people you know meddling with the ideas you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. but uh, we do have minimal trivia on this, and we'll talk about some of our favorite scenes, and then we'll get on to the next movie. And then by the end of the, the, the whole thing, we'll give you kind of our, you know, which ones in order we like, because um, the next one is a doozy. But if you don't want anything spoiled, check this one out on Tubi. It's uh, Sometimes They Come Back Again, 1996, and uh, check it out for yourself. But if you don't want anything spoiled, here is your warning. So... There's a scene where John opens the dresser drawer and he finds his mother's diary. Uh, and there's another Stephen King book in there, and it's The Dark Tower, too. Uh-oh. I don't know if you noticed that. I didn't even notice. That's what the nods were. Oh, that, I was saying that's that, it? <laughs> well, kidding, the I'm director kidding. wanted to put him in there, you know? It's just one of right. those things. I think that's kind of cool. If you're going to make a movie, like, oh, at least yeah. make some nods. I right. would be pretty excited. Because they didn't say Castle Rock, because... Was it that movie where they were like, I'm from Castle Rock? Or was that Graveyard Shift? Oh, that was Graveyard Shift. My thing was is that I think that this movie in particular, because they added so much extra gore, and this is what I was going to say, 
um, before, but I didn't get a chance to, is that I feel like they just wanted to take the first movie and then, like, kind of beef it up to be a more rated R film. Right. And turn it into, like, some sort of slasher kind of... That way people would rent it for the boobies. That, too. They do have boobies in this. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, William Morgan Shepard had also played a priest in Stephen King's Needful Things, by the way. Oh. He was one of the... Uh, priest that's right see remember when we had that guy the stranger comes to town and needful things and mm-hmm. then the priest is like the the guy that gets turned mm-hmm. remember right um by the needful things guy whoever who's living up in the tower or whatever in the hotel i think it was mm-hmm. i don't remember but anyway he, oh my gosh the needful things 4k disc is like 40 dollars. i want to see it i really want to watch it i do too but i'm just i've been watching the price just so everybody knows i've been watching it and once it <sighs> the price drops i'll post it well also i wanted to mention that late alexis arquette also played a significant role in another horror film called children of the corn five the fields of terror wow. <laughs> uh alexis arquette was also you know we we mentioned there's a little uh, change there because born he was born as robert arquette july 28th in 1969 and had a transition in the in the 2004 i think it was and uh he expressed an interest in undergoing Uh, gender transitioning medical treatment so she decided against undergoing hormone therapy and kept her choice of whether she underwent there was a big documentary about this and when the late passing and everything i think there was like a like a big news report about this like a hollywood insider or something like that and david arquette his her brother her brother uh has talked about it as well very much so and i'm going to mention that here now uh but uh her experience was documented in, in this film called alexis arquette she She's My Brother, which debuted in 2007 Tribeca Film Festival. Uh, Arquette was a a vocal supporter of the transgender people, including Chaz Bono, who transitioned shortly after Arquette. Apparently, the passing of Arquette, she had contracted HIV, I guess, in 1987. And then later in life, Arquette suffered from like some other health problem, which, you know, if you're HIV positive, makes everything 10 times worse. Because mm-hmm. um, it's immune. It, it's an immune an immuno problem. thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Autoimmune uh, disease. Amid the increasing complications, Alexis began presenting again as a man in 2013. And David Arquette said that Alexis was gender suspicious. And that alternatively felt like a man or a woman at different times. Arquette was placed in a medically induced coma and then soon passed away on September 11th, 2016. And this is the saddest part that just makes me kind of tear up a little bit. Is that surrounded by close family at the age of 47, they all sang David Bowie's Starman. And the official uh, death was cardiac arrest by myocarditis stemming from HIV. Aww. It chokes me up a little bit. Very iconic song, you know? Oh, yeah, totally. And for the whole family to sing it, yeah, I wouldn't even be able to make it through. You know what I mean? Right. Like, that's just crazy. So, but yeah, it's unfortunate. But because uh, I, I definitely think she had talent. I would have loved to see more. And there are some films out there that I didn't get to see that are all the way up close to her death. So right. if you want to look some of them up, I mean, there's a couple that, there's a short film that I think was the last thing that she did. There's still something in production. Is there something in production? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, The Pretender was the last thing, which is a short. And then there is Blended, which is a Sandler Barrymore movie. 
something coming out called Citizens. It's in post-production. Oh, okay. A tale of disaffected youth chasing the exclusive Hollywood dream of fame and fortune. Um, Alexis is credited as a police officer. Okay. In it. I don't know when that's coming out, but it says it's post-production. Huh, okay. Um, other than that, uh, do you have any favorite scenes or things that you want to talk about? I, I kind of dog-eared a couple of things on my notes. I do. So there's one character which who we have not mentioned. His name was Steve. He was like the 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 estate or the house's like gardener. He like mowed the lawn and stuff. He wasn't all there in the head. He was the stereotypical fucking lawnmower man. You know. Yeah. Sidemo yeah. man. Yeah. Um, but his death he he kept meddling because you know he didn't understand things so so he goes to mow the lawn and you know the demon appears you know because he's been trying to because steve's been trying to like help them and stuff so the demon appears and and uh pretty much steve's body goes down into the ground to yeah. where his head is just sticking out there's like grass tentacles that grab his legs oh yeah first, grab them and then pull, and then pull, him, pull down. him down into the ground yeah, yeah and then you know he gets uh ran over oh my so he gets ran over by the lawnmower and well, it just sits there on his face and like yeah, chips and then, away. Yeah, the blood's going everywhere. His hand pops up, so Tony, the demon, picks up his hand, and then he starts he starts banging out those one-liners. He's like, "Oh, mind giving me a hand?" And then he's like, "Oh, you must be having a bad hair day." Yeah, that's what he said after he got hit by the lawnmower. He's like, "Must be having, having a, bad a bad hair, hair day." day. <laughs> <laughs> that that made me laugh. The hand was too much. Yeah, that way. <laughs> so. me. I was like, okay, Tony, chill the fuck yeah, out. How did you even, and then in my head, I'm like, how did you even get his hand? Only his head was sticking out. This doesn't make any goddamn sense. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, his head was it was up to his neck, and it, yeah, you couldn't exactly. get his. I don't know. Whatever. They probably just had the extra idea, and they're like, oh, I got a spare hand laying around. You know, they're like, we'll just throw that out and like say it got chopped up. Oh, well, okay. No, because actually, Tony had to pick up the hand because he needed to use the hand, the blood in the hand, for the ritual he was doing in the next scene. <laughs> That's okay. why it was more convenient. Yeah, that was um, that was like the first sign. I was like, okay, this kind of reminds me of like Freddy Krueger, yeah. you know, or Wishmaster, you know, like those like weird, you know, silly kind of deaths. Mm-hmm. And uh, those one-liners. I mean, they all kind of bite off of Freddy Krueger when I think of that. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. you can't get any more Freddy Krueger than that. And so many things tried to bite off Freddy Krueger, you know, in those times. But you know, action films were doing it long before you know freddie was so they just kind of brought it over and treated it like you know Mm -hmm. those uh, heroes of the time right um yeah i I don't know the the lawnmower man was like totally like a another nod a character nod that they threw in the movie to try to like you know pay homage to the other short story of the lawnmower man that stephen king did which uh you know i we i just got the uh the the blu-ray of the lawnmower man and i've been wanting to rewatch it i think our first episode ever on this podcast was the lawnmower man we did like oh you did i think we did well it was like the second episode we did vr technology vr movies mm -hmm. and VR, vr horror Mm-hmm. themed movies mm-hmm. and uh we did that movie or we did that movie in there but mm-hmm. i might do it on the fucking youtube or something right it's cheesy as fuck but i don't think people realize how popular that lawnmower man movie was with the kids right 
that made us go wild with VR. Like everybody thought that's how VR was supposed to be. And look what happened. You know, <laughs> it's so different now, you know. Like we can't, I mean, I thought for sure eventually, you know, that Meta would have us eaten, like, you know, getting injected and getting smarter from watching all their stupid Facebook videos and stuff. <laughs> Yeah, it went the other way. Yeah. I think it's it's because they can make more money that way. Right, they're they're sucking our brains out of our head now, like through the mm-hmm. through the social media webs. Anyway, um, there's like an old like very tropey like priest in the movie who's like always constantly like he sounds like a fucking fisherman. Like a, a mm-hmm. captain, like a, 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 a captain. pirate. Yeah, like yeah, that's exactly what he sounds like. Yeah, like Captain Ahab or some shit. Fucking spinning your tails and telling you how there's demons, <laughs> yarby demons or whatever. Yarby demons. I don't think that's the correct way to say it, but there is a funny scene in this movie. That was the part where the dad was like talking to the police, and the kitchen was like covered in pig blood. And the police officer was like, "Yeah, that wasn't pig blood, actually. That was your mother's blood." He was like, "It was fresh. It was fresh." <laughs> and he was like, "That's so weird." And like, first of all, like before that, there was like a pig with the poker inside of its head. That was one of my favorite parts because the girls they they come into the house and she's hearing noises. And they open the fridge, and the pig, yeah, is is stuck to the wall with a poker, like, straight through its... It's in its, the fridge. Yeah. Oh. Well, it's stuck to the fridge with the poker through its... Oh, okay. I don't know. I didn't know if it was stuck to anything. I just saw the poker was in its head. Yeah. But, yeah, um, that was, like, a silly part. But afterwards, the police come. He buries the pig before the police get there. And she's like, well, you know, I would do an investigation, but you already buried the fucking pig. So what the fuck am I doing here? And it's like, yeah, you <laughs> yeah, really should be dicks. Too. Well, well, not really. You're not supposed to touch a crime scene like that. You know, why weren't they told that on the phone when they called? I don't know. You know, you know, back in the like 80s and 70s and shit like that, if you watch old movies, they always end up burying the dead before the police get there. I've noticed that. Did well, you yeah, ever? so they could hide the evidence. No. He it's, was hiding the evidence. It, that's not what it is, but they, they, it was just like a thing. They were like, well, we better get this buried. And it's like now it's like a CSI thing and like it got really popularized because they could like find out who the killer was from mm-hmm. like all this other stuff and don't touch the crime scene. And he's like, this whole time they're kind of like trying to lean on it to make make him look like the killer or something like that you know to give him a hard time mm-hmm. and it's just stupid but after the police leave that that moment you look at he looks outside at his daughter <laughs> and she's it's Hillary Swank and she's just holding a hose like they were telling oh. her to go outside and just pretend that you're doing something mm-hmm. and her idea was to go out there and spray the hose up in the air and look like she's a fucking two-year-old <laughs> and and like in bewilderment of the fucking water this and it is this is so amazing it is the single most fucking embarrassing thing i've ever seen <laughs> like <laughs> i mean all right maybe it's i've seen more embarrassing things but that is pretty bad mm-hmm. like she could have been doing anything but she's out there spraying water in the air and acting like that's the first time she's ever seen water sprayed. Mm-hmm. Like what? She's not two years old. Like whoever wrote her in this, she's yeah. just oblivious to everything. There was like another scene where like it's obvious that her boyfriend, this guy Tony, that's a demon who keeps hitting on her, is guilty of all this stuff. 
and she's like, what's wrong, dad? <laughs> After all this heinous shit has happened. And you're like, what do you mean what is wrong? Have you not figured out this already? Yeah, like, it was, that was pretty bad. That bothered me. That, oh, it was, here, here it is. So I got, a, I got a dog ear to hear my notes. It says, meanwhile, dad is polishing his rifle and Michelle hasn't slept because he's been pacing the house, supposedly. And she's like, what's the rifle for, huh, dad? And he's like, I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. What do you think it's for? Because the guy's hunting down and killing your fucking friends. What do you mean? (laughs) And then someone's like comes knocking on the door and it's the third guy pretending to be a delivery guy. He's like the third demon, Sean. And John threatens them. And Tony is like, we're having a party tonight and you're both invited. And like Michelle opens the package and it's her friend's ears, ears. with like tufts of hair in it. And then, uh, yeah, I just thought that was uh, just the way she acts. With no emotion. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? It's just this role, though. It's so not. They did not think this out. I think they were so hyper focused on the demon stuff. Which, you know, it felt like a rush job even with that. Yeah. <laughs> there was a kill I really liked. Um, uh, one of the, the other girl, the slutty one. Oh, the Maria. So, yeah, the demon. The, oh, no, Jules. Oh, yeah, Jules. So the demon lures Jules and they drag her to like this dam. And then he like whips out her tarot cards and like throws them at her. One goes in her forehead and, and then the other one goes in She's still alive and it's like deep yeah. in her front lobe. It was crazy. And she, one goes in her shoulder like everywhere. They just throw them at her and then they pan away and she's all fucked up with tarot cards like sticking out of her bleeding to death. <laughs> they all, st- it's like all of the cards start spinning around and stabbing her to death. Death by tarot. <laughs> That's what Swank calls the cards by the oh, way. Oh yeah, tarot. She's like, oh, come on, they're just tarot cards. And she's like, it's tarot. (laughs) This is 1996, dude. I'm pretty sure people knew what it was. Although it did did take people a long time to do Ouija. Yeah. You know? Ouija. Because we said Ouija for decades, Ouija. Ouija. Yes, Ouija. Ouija. I don't know. That's technically how you're supposed to say it. Ouija. Nobody knows supposedly what to say because I've gotten in this argument before and somebody was like, I saw it on this website. It said, <laughs> I saw it on this like, website. Oh, okay, all right, well. It's a dialect, too. Well, technically, uh, the it's on the website. I think I had this argument with a bunch of people over it because it we were talking about it on a this live stream or something like that. And I was like, it's Ouija. That's how you're supposed to say it. And then and they were like, oh, yeah, well, where do you prove that? And I was like, I don't know. I've just learned it over the years from people who use the Ouija board. OK. Mm-hmm. And that's how they pronounced it. So that's where I got it from. And he's like, well, and then we go to the we go to the I went all the way to the Parker Brothers website when they bought the board Oh. and what their old instructions were. I found an old booklet from when they first put it out. Uh huh. And it even explains how you're supposed to say it or whatever. And they were like, well, that doesn't matter. That's not how you say it. That's, that's old. I'm like, oh, my God. Jesus Christ. That's old. It's it's like the. Um, I think that's the whole point of us having the argument. Yeah, it's like the Blair Witch argument when I had the argument about why, why they threw away the map because it didn't matter anymore. Why didn't they just follow the compass? Yeah, there's no maps in hell, idiot. They like just follow the water. Yeah, why don't you just follow the stream? It goes north and south. Not in hell, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um. Sorry if that's one of you guys, but, you know, wake up. (laughs) 
Um, so there's like one thing that's different in this movie that I want to mention real quick is that when these guys come back, they come back as demons and they can transform into demons. So they're like this like half demon, half like, you know, like literal demon. I mean, like with horns and like, like fucking a tail and shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like they come up out of this like bloody goop and like it's pretty gross. Um, they even have genitalia, I think. No, oh, I don't know. I don't remember. Anyway, the whole movie ends up where the dad, John, and Michelle, his daughter, go to the mine to end things once and for all. Technically, she's been taken by the three demons and tied up, and they're about to sacrifice her. And then as Tony's about to fucking stab her, fucking dad shoots him right in the head with the rifle. Mm-hmm. And he's like, not today. <laughs> and then he gets taken over somehow because everybody transforms into demons immediately. Right. And then he somehow gets out of the chains, which makes no sense because all he did is wrap the chains around his arms. And you can see it in the movie. Right. And then... Tony is like, you're mine, bitch. And that's that's what dad's like, not this time. And then they enter the pool of blood for some reason to try to take him on and then somehow get electrocuted. And then they, like, in order to kill the last guy, because it takes out the two guys, Vinny and Sean, but the uh, Tony guy is still around getting shocked and frozen. So the dad. Over and over and uh, over again. The dad lays out the booklet and then fucking cuts his thumb off right there Mm -hmm. and then stabs the locket and then it bad CGI kills uh, Tony Tony into oblivion and he says, Catch you later. (laughs) (laughs) As he dies. Like, really, dude? (laughs) We just went through all of that. Um, but yeah, they leave and then he sees his wife and he's like, she's like saying it's goodbye. It's his sister. Is it his sister? It's the sister. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't remember. Mm-hmm. It's confusing because they talk about See? so many different people. Not a good storytelling. Um, then, then the dad goes back to work and he's got a patient there and he kind of nods off a little bit while he's talking to the patient and the patient is it like turns into Tony for a second, mm-hmm. and then he's and then he snaps out of it, and it's like the guy again. And he's like, "Is everything okay, your doctor?" And he's like, "Yeah, everything's fine." I'm just talking to myself again. Yeah, <laughs> aren't you glad I'm your psychiatrist? He shoots the patient. You know, it's kidding. <laughs> anyway, it's just kind of leaves it open. Mm-hmm. We do have another movie though we're going to talk about, and that one is sometimes they come back. For more. <laughs> and sometimes they really shouldn't. So this one came out in November 1998. It hit the film festivals, of course, first. Oh, smart. The story is of an Arctic Circle radio shack. And I don't mean the store, <laughs> by the way, because like I thought about that. <laughs> That's the first thing uh, I yeah, thought. Yeah, exactly. They're talking about a radio shack in the middle of Antarctica. An ancient evil lurks, ready to strike at a psychologist, an army man, and their collective forces. The taglines are, When hell freezes over, hell has frozen over, and hell has finally frozen over. They thought they were being clever. It's just not. Uh, This is by director Daniel Zellick Burke, who uh, did a movie called Damascus Cover in 2017, and that's it. This is also writers Adam Grossman, who also did the Carnival of Souls we mentioned, and Daryl Soller, who did uh, this and this only. So he probably touched some things up. 
Some of the cast in this movie is Clayton Rorner, who plays Captain Sam Cage, who you'll recognize from back in that time. He was actually a pretty popular uh, actor. He's been doing a lot of stuff for many, many, many years. He's in Ozark, for Christ's sake. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Um, he has been in a ton of different things. He first got his start in Desperate Lives, a, a movie, and he uh, also was in like four episodes of Hill Street Blues and did some TV and things. He was also in April Fool's Day, by the way. That's how you recognize oh, him. Oh, that's how I recognize him. Yeah, he was Chaz in oh. that movie. He was in the movie Destroyer, Night Wish, which is not a great movie. I, Madman, which is actually one I've been wanting to review here for a long while. It's gone out of print, by the way. He was in The Relic as Detective Hollingsworth. He was even in Human Centipede 3, which is... Uh, oh, I forgot there was the third one. Yeah, he was the pinnacle of... Uh, that was his pinnacle of his career. Just kidding. <laughs> he wanted to do other things, too, but... We also have Faith Ford, who plays Dr. Wells in the movie. She has those crazy eyes in this. Mm -hmm. you notice? She got started on Another World. Like, that's one of her big ones. Oh, self-proper. I know she was in Murphy Brown. That was the big one. Yeah, that was that's the, where I remember her from. She even did Murder She Wrote, Christina. Of course, <laughs> everybody she, did. Yeah, and that Hope and Faith show was a popular show for like my grandma liked that show. She even did Beethoven's Fifth. Fifth. <laughs> yeah, the fifth one. Jeez, I know. I didn't even know there was five. I was like, holy shit, they really continued on with that, that shit. Dog really lived, didn't he? Yeah, Murphy Brown is what you're talking about, not Murphy's Law. Didn't I say Murphy Brown? I think you said Murphy Law. I don't know. It could be. She was quirky in the show. She also did, uh, recently, she did, uh, she kind of took a hiatus for a little while after that, and then she came back to do Killing It and the uh, We Have a Ghost. Now she's on Night Court. She did an episode of that, the new one. Ooh, that show was bad. That, that reboot. I haven't seen it. We also have Max Perlick, who does uh, the Chazbansky guy. I can't think of his name. He was in Cliffhanger, Drugstore Cowboy, Maverick, Amsterdam, Justified. He's done a ton of different things. And then uh, one more, because I don't really think you really need any of this. <laughs> Chase Masterson, who is uh, Callie, the major Callie that came with, what's his name in the very beginning? She's in the Lower Decks, Robin Hood Men in Tights. She did like a little bit part oh, in yeah. that. It's a tiny part. You probably wouldn't even know, though. She did Star Trek Deep Space Nine. She was Lita and uh, Emony Dax. She played an additional character there. She was in Creature Unknown, which is a terrible movie. Manticore. She even did uh, voice acting for Robotech, the Shadow Chronicles. She's done a lot of anime stuff. like, And yeah, she came back as Lita, uh, another Lita in Star Trek Lower Decks. So. But I don't have any information on how much this movie made. There's barely any. There's no trivia. I mean, it's bad like to find anything on this. Christina, what'd you well, think? Well, this didn't really make me want to come back for more or back for much. Or back for many. Yeah. I don't think it's more. It's more like less. Exactly. Sometimes they come back for a lot less, I guess. <laughs> this really has nothing to do with the first two movies. Not true. Except the demon thing. Okay. I was gonna, no, I, there's actually Which, a tie-in that you probably missed. Oh, did I miss it? Well, you'll tell me then. Yeah. Well, this was a very rough watch. It takes a while to get going. If it even got going, I have no idea. Um... The, the character development was lacking like 
Sam, who's like the main character, he was supposed to be like the pinnacle of everything in this. And th- they tried to explain the twist. Like there's like a twist at the end and they did not do that well. I had no fucking idea what was even happening. Like, like they did not explain it well. I don't want to spoil anything, but we'll talk about it because it annoyed me to no end because I had no idea what was going on. It tries so hard because it's like in Antarctica in the snow. It's trying so hard to be the thing. Yeah, it is trying to have that atmosphere. And but it is so fucking boring. Like, I have no idea what's going on. There's no evil greasers in this movie, (laughs) which I was very disappointed. And I just, I don't even know what else to say because it was just the the plot and the characters and it, there's a two people fall in love with all this stupid shit going on and there's a, a satanic altar in the middle like oh my god like what the fuck it was boring i'm this was the worst one and i'm very disappointed i gave it a one out of ten really yeah i think i mean i don't think it deserves a one some people say it's like one of the top 100 worst movies ever made yeah i I don't think i don't think it hits that level i've seen so much worse like but you know like i've seen so much worse than that like if that's your one well, that's good for you because i I try to to i try to avoid it i don't you don't need to show me i've seen enough we'll we'll get you to watch a couple howling couple i'm not watching the corn nope 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 (laughs) Nom, 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 nom. She'll be like at negative 400 by the time she gets there. Anyway, so I personally did not like this movie much at all. It's oh, not, see? It's not much of a, a so bad it's good film, but it does try to do something a little bit different with the franchise, and it tries to do some sort of suspense and some sort of like, you know... You know, I don't know who goes there. Kind of thing. Yeah, it definitely is the thing. I mean, you can tell that by just how they even start the movie out. It's exactly like it. Yeah. And they even try to mimic the music in some stupid way, but it's not anywhere near as good. Right. And it's like, well, this one will do. You know, he's like, oh, I got this (laughs) shit track laying around. This is similar. It's not at all. But, you know, it's just you could tell that they were trying to do something cool and they couldn't even afford a helicopter that wouldn't shake. <laughs> so they had to get footage that like, you know, was cheap and it, it's just shaking the whole time while it's like going over the mountains and stuff. So it's like really bad. It's very bad. This is a this is a bizarre movie that I just don't know why they felt like this needed to be extended to to finish it all up. And this is like they are connected by the way. Uh, they, this one attempts to connect one and two together uh, to this whole bigger picture idea. I don't think it's good at all, but I think there are some redeeming things in it at times. Just not very valuable redeeming things, you know? Like, right. I do appreciate that it tries to go for a little bit more gore. It tries to go for, I don't know, just some stupid shit. It's pretty bad. Like, they went for this romantic angle in this that really destroys this movie pretty bad. It uh, does. But even still, I've seen a lot worse. I mean, I've it, it didn't... I didn't... It's not a movie that I felt like I wanted to continue watching, but it also is... I've seen movies where I just, like, couldn't stand it. Mm-hmm. Where I was like, please, turn it off. No! Mm-hmm. No! <laughs> this was not that. 
Mm-hmm. It's just, just like, ugh, all right, okay. You know, like the stupid choices they make in it. They try to put this, like, of course, there's flashbacks in this movie because that's, like, the essence of this franchise. Oh, I guess that's how it's related. Yeah, the, sometimes they come back, your, your flashbacks, and then you realize who you are. Um, <laughs> the movie just is nothing like the other two movies. Completely different story. It, it attempts to do a sort of producer's cut of Halloween 6 where they there's like this like darker sinister force behind everything Mm -hmm. and it involves Satan by the way my god I'm shocked and it's like you know they find something in the Antarctic that they can't explain and so people and then everything goes dark and somebody is asking for help and it's this underground facility that's doing illegal things via the Pentagon and so they sent out two fucking military police officers to special ops their way into Satan's clutches and uh, yeah, it gets really fucking demony. It kind of reminds me of the thing. If you were to mix the thing with like, or what is the one the 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 Buffy offshoot? Angel. Angel. Uh huh. It reminds me of Angel. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. totally like Angel meets the thing. But they try to do this thing where like the dead are coming back to life in the movie too. So it's so it's so fucking bizarre. And I don't know why they thought this was a good idea. And I certainly don't know why the fucking actors chose to get this movie because I they did so much better in other things, you know. Yeah. Like the relic wasn't shined upon like very highly back in the day because of the poor 90s CGI. Right. But it was a way better film than this. Yeah. Yes, it was. <laughs> but yeah, they kept it pretty simple. They didn't do any kind of practical or any uh, CGI or anything like that. They did everything practical. It's a ridiculous story with demons, Satan, zombies, and just nothing to do with greasers. And you're going to just shit yourself when you find out how this movie is connected <laughs> to the other two. So, But yeah, I would give it a probably a 2.5 or a 3. Ooh, that's pretty low for you. It's pretty bad. Yeah. It's not the worst thing, though. That's why I said I don't think it's a one. It's a one. <laughs> I don't know, man. Watch uh, Howling 7 and 4. No. I don't know. I think it's, there's the cool scene in 4 in uh, the Howling. There's a really cool scene in it that really kind of saves it in, in some regards. But overall, that has a horrible movie. <laughs> Uh, and the CGI at the end of seven is just that is like Raz Raz worthy, you know what I mean? Like right. Anyway, but if you want to check it out and uh, suffer through it like we did, all you have to do is go to Tubi and fire that puppy up and and see exactly what we're talking about. Um, but yeah, it's not even so bad. It's good. It's just so bad. Yeah. There is one moment in the film that had me laughing my ass off. and Towards the end? Yeah, towards yeah. the end. There's a couple of moments that are just, they are so bad it's good. But the, the overall stock of the movie is not so bad it's good. Right. If I were to give it a so bad it's good score, it would be the same as the level I've given it. Just about. So, But anyway, if you know anything spoiled, here's your warning. So there is no trivia. Uh, they, I really couldn't find much of anything about this movie. Uh, this movie was called Frozen in uh, other countries, by the way. Mm-hmm. They didn't even want it attached to sometimes they come <laughs> back because it's like, you know, whatever. The whole uh, 
demon angle and like how he's a good demon versus the bad it's, demon. Oh that, my god! You can't polish a turd, my friend. But he's walking on Earth as a human um, for thousands of years. Yeah, just to no, no, no. It's not a thousand. Well, it was hundreds. It well, was, he said, "I've been following you for thousands of years." Well, him and his brother were medical officers in the military in the Civil War or something like that, or the the World War. I think II. it was World War Two. Yeah, and he was like, "It's been eighty years since." Yeah, then. the the guy was like he his brother this guy Cage worshipped his brother who was Shelly or Kelly or Shelly or something like that and um, he told him that you know hey I tried to follow you for years I did everything you asked and the one time I fell for some tenderness you know you decided to take my wife and uh, Mary my wife Mary and then he he tortured her because his brother fell in love with him with this girl Mm -hmm. so he took her from her his love by tricking her into making her want him more and then decided to eat her alive. And just as she's dying, she wakes up and sees him <laughs> and slaps him across the face. Why? And then dies. Didn't she say, like, who are you? Didn't she say that? No, she said, why? Oh, why? She said, why? Oh, I heard, who are you? And I laughed. Yeah, no. They, uh, oh, man. The love angle in this is probably where people go what the fuck it was so stupid it's so unnatural in this film it's yeah. bizarre literally the first i don't know half of the film maybe three-fourths of the film is just throwaway. yeah it's just build up to something there's just literally bodies people are dying they're finding their dead bodies those dead bodies are getting up and moving around doing things for satan um, and then Satan's bidding. Yeah, and either getting dragged off to be turned into a zombie, zombie demon, which is weird. It's like they're not they're not demons because they're not bright, but they send the dead bodies after them at one point in time. It totally reminded me of the the Beyond from uh, Fulci. Uh huh. And it's like so they threw that in there for no reason. But they were, like, trying to do the thing with this pentagram that was located underground. Oh, it's so scary. So you want to know where it's connected, by the way? To the gate of hell. Okay, so if you if you watch this movie, there is a map on the wall. And there is <laughs> oh, oh, four yeah. oh, pentagrams on the map. And it's a world map, okay? And one of the places is the United States. And in each corner of the map is the name of a person who was one of the characters from the other movies from the other That's movies right i saw that i paused it and i looked you it did? up yeah of course i did loser i want kidding i want to fucking know that's my job <laughs> yeah. are you kidding Anyway, so yeah, that's John Porter from the first movie, mm-hmm. or no, John Porter from this one, and then uh, the brother from the first movie. So it's like, good lord! But that's how Dumb. it's connected. They all had to have these events to try to to somehow help Satan reach a thousand year stretch where the 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 planets align and satan can come back he could come walk the earth but only if 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 his blood is mixed with the good blood of humans has to be a specific recipe yeah the the human blood and the demon blood have to coagulate mix and have a baby right and you have to kill so many people on this certain time 
and then Satan will come back, and that's the whole point. That, that seems these- like a lot of shit to do. Why doesn't he just come back on his own if he's so powerful and almighty? Why does he need our help? I don't know. Well, yeah, because it's got to be complicated, or it wouldn't be interesting. It's not like he's just like, bazam! I'm I'm Satan. What's up? You know, like right. there's got to be some. Like- Why doesn't he just wait for the? Revelation, revelations. What's that book in the Bible? It's essentially Little Nicky, if you think about it. <laughs> because the two brothers, they're fighting over planet Earth. Oh, that's right. And he falls in love. Think about it. That's right. It's Little Nicky. <laughs> Wait, I got to see if Little Nicky came out before this. <laughs> oh, yeah, that would be right on the cusp. Huh? It's it's no, right there. It came, it's I. I'm guessing it came out in the early 2000s. It's 2000, so it was two. Oh years, yeah, look at me. Two years later, but literally, pretty much the same story. Right. They're trying to kill off all these people. They're basically two brothers are fighting over the the fate of humanity. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, there's three brothers, but who cares? It's very similar. And little Nikki falls in love with this girl. Mm-hmm. And he falls in love with this girl. That's so <laughs> annoying. Hey, I feel butterflies inside of me. (laughs) That sounds pretty good, actually. That sounds exactly. I don't know what it is, but I have a taste for Popeye's chicken. (laughs) Anyway, I actually kind of like that movie. I don't know why. It's just so stupid. It's a cute. It's It's an Adam Sandler movie. It's stupid. It's It's like that other movie that... That fucking uh, Seth Rogen did that I like. Um, this the pineapple the, one. The end. This, oh. this is the end. Oh, world. No, world's end. That's the other one. This, this is the end, isn't it? I don't know, but yeah, that was silly. Yeah. Anyway, so I, it definitely has similarities, right? Little Nicky falls in love with a girl, right? And then fights his brother, right? Because the power of love, right? Because he's part human, but actually his wife uh, was an angel. Remember, because oh, Little right. Nicky's part angel. Oh, yeah, he fell in love with an angel. Yeah, like Satan fell in love with an angel and a mixer, mm-hmm. and they had sex, and mm-hmm. then they had Little Nicky, and Little Nicky stayed on the devil's side. Right. Uh, while his mom, who was like a sorority girl. Wasn't it Ruth Witherspoon or something? Yeah, it was Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your mom is hot, dude. <laughs> Your mom is so hot. Hey, don't talk about my mom. <laughs> anyway. Let's get some Popeye's chicken. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. Can we talk about that? Let's, talk, let's just talk about well, that movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's, I, I have to just spoil this movie because it's just so bizarrely fucking weird. There's a part where Kate, this is where the turning point of the movie happens. Uh, by the way, sometimes they come back for more. Uh, not Little Nicky, by the way. <laughs> so there's there's a there's a character in the movie called Chabansky who is this guy who's been at this like military operation and he's been kind of like freaking out wanting to leave the whole time. Mm-hmm. And so you never really suspect him to be the uh, connected in any way. Uh-huh. But he knocks his hat off and there's a fucking pentagram underneath it. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's like, oh, no, he's a demon. Oh, it, I had no idea. Yeah. he was so calm the entire time. It's so weird. Why? Well, and we, he was telling them to calm first down, First of too. all, I did not know, so don't act like really? you did. No, I of did. course not. <laughs> 
I, I kind of suspected that there was something up with him because he was so calm. Well, no, because it's just they did a piss poor job of connecting everything together. Yeah, they did visually. But I kept thinking, well, if there was one guy that could do it, it could be him. But he kept saying, well, you would really don't think it would be me, do you? Yeah, he did keep saying that. And so I I did think about it, but I, I honestly just was like, oh, God. Yeah. Anyway, they do that. his yeah. hat comes off. It's a pentagram. And then Cage, he talks shit about Cage's family or something like that, and uh, or his brother or something. And then, like, Cage pulls out the gun and shoots him dead, and he's like, dead son of a bitch. How about some cool air? And he drags him outside and throws his body <laughs> in the fucking snow. Stupid. And then Wells, the, the doctor there, the medical doctor, the uh, military Jennifer. doctor, oh, uh-huh. she's like, how do you know him and how does he know you and what is he talking about? He's like, let's just get the book. <laughs> and it's like, OK, so now not only that, there's this room with the map with four pentagrams on it. Mm-hmm. The most obvious thing in the world. And I guess it's that guy's room, Chablansky's or whatever. Carl. And so like. There's a book in there that can end everything for Satan and the whole plan, and they just leave it hanging out all willy-nilly when they've already moved, like, multiple bodies out of that room. Wasn't the book, it was, like, open and on the page that they had to use. Right, like, Like, that's what I'm talking about. I was like, what the fuck? Like, if you're Satan, this is a fucking shitty plan. You're just leaving the book, the Necronomicon, out so that they can make a portal and suck you back up. Exactly. And and for real, there's literally a portal that they were supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And it was supposed to suck them up. Right. And then they never got to do it. They were like, we ran out of budget, so let's just kill each other off. So, And that's exactly what happened. So they figure out that the way that they have to kill demons is through the heart because she stabbed somebody and killed somebody when he tried to attack her or something mm-hmm. through the heart. Yeah, Carl. Carl. Carl came back alive. Yeah, and so she stabbed him, and then that's how he died. So he's like, well, I guess that's how we're going to have to kill my brother. So my brother's down there, which, by the way, there's this layer that you have to go down into, which they climb down into. Then they dug this, like, two-by-two square of, like, a hole that you have to climb through, and then you fall through another two-by-two drop Uh that's, like, ten feet drop. Or uh-huh. more. To get to How the... are they getting in and out of this place? The elevator. No, but hold on a second. <laughs> the elevator no is two layers above them. And this is like, it goes down to the fourth floor, but there's two sub-basements under that. Right. That are in the snow and the ice. So right. there's no fortress. There's no, like, ground or anything. It's just the ice. And they're climbing down. And it's like, when they go down in the hole, there's this open pentagram with all these bodies laying around. And I'm like, when they leave, after getting into this dumb conversation, which I'm about to tell you, they just walk up and go to the elevator when they leave. Right. See, the but elevator. But there was two drops that I, they had to go through. Well, even in the beginning, it made no goddamn sense because they had to go outside to go in there to go down. And then they just took the elevator back to where they were. To the mezzanine Trump. Yeah. Super bon bon, super bon bon. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Take the mezzanine Trump, super bon bon, super bon bon. Never mind. Soul coughing. Okay. Anyway, uh, <laughs> somebody help me. Okay. Point that out, okay? So there's this stupid conversation. Chabinsky down in the pentagram room. His brother's down there, apparently, too. But his brother took her and kept her alive, but ate 
like they go through the whole story of he, how he ate his ex-wife Mary, who was supposed to get married, mm-hmm. and like that's what made him softy and made him not such a demon anymore. And because he got shown what love was, and that was God's way of of making him a hero instead of a demon, and mm-hmm. then, you know, and giving him a soul. And then his brother killed his wife and ate her, and then saved some for him, and then. <laughs> slapped him and then Cage is like I worshipped you I did everything you wanted and the moment I found something tender for me you tortured her he's like that's your mother's blood speaking (laughs) (laughs) and Shelly's like weak pathetic human blood don't forget your father is Sam we're put on this earth for a purpose if we don't bring him back we no longer live forever Sam Sam is Cage by the way Sam Cage right and Sam is like good because i no longer want to live in this nonsense and then he bites off kelsey's finger the medical doctor the chick Mm, right and then chabansky wakes up and tries to take him and like fight him sam and he kills him through the heart with the fucking pickaxe or something Mm -hmm. yeah it was a pickaxe and then like shelly's like that's right feel the power of taking another life and hands him a dagger and then he does the typical i'm gonna stab my my love of my life And she goes, I love you. Oh, this is what we forgot to mention. So before all of this happens and they go down to the lair, she'd asked him what, this is what you, I was getting to and I totally spaced out. When she was, Chablansky like got shot in the head and got dragged out. She asked him what's going on. And she's like, wait, if Shelly's a demon, then that means you're a demon. And he slams her up against the wall. And he's like, look, you're just going to have to fucking trust me. (laughs) And she's like, Somehow I do, and they make and then out. They make out. It was so stupid. Oh my god! So now he, he she's on the table, and this is later. So yeah. she gets taken by one of the demons or zombies or whatever, and they get taken down into the fucking pentagram layer. And that's when Shelly and him are talking about his ex-wife and stuff. And then the Chabansky guy wakes up from the pentagram and tries to kill him, and he kills him. And it was it was a dagger, by the way. Oh, was it a dagger? He stabs. Oh, he stabs it- Chabansky with some other dagger. Or I was something. thinking of the movie. And then he hands him another dagger to kill Kells, the the girl that he loves now. So supposedly Mm -hmm. after 80 years of not loving and he's like our father kingdom come to us and sam holds the dagger up high and kelly is like i'm not afraid of you sam i love you (laughs) (laughs) and shelly is like only weaklings and fools have love no now kill her before it's too late and Cage puts the dagger down and says, goodbye, Carl. May God have mercy on your soul. And it's like, wait a second, he's a demon. And Shelley, she, Carl Shelley is like, uh, I don't have a soul. <laughs> he's like, if I'm, if I'm going, if I'm, uh, if I'm going back to hell, you're coming with me. And the whole place starts shaking. Uh, yeah. And they get, they, this is where they didn't have to climb up any fucking two by two. Just suddenly right the elevator appears in the pentagram room, yes. I guess. And uh, it was a gift from the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> Elevator. Love made it appear, you know. <laughs> There's a sixth floor after all. <laughs> anyway, so Sam and Kells escape through the elevator, but his brother is up there and jumps off the top of the elevator and tries to attack them. And then Sam and her get the shit kicked out of him by him. He's literally kicked his brother across the wall, like the floor and Mm -hmm. into the wall and then beat the shit out of her too. She should be fucking like dead. Dead. (laughs) Um, But, you know, 
Sam like gets back up and tries to hit him in the face with a pipe, which is kind of funny because they slow it down where it hits him in the face, mm-hmm. but they have the noise. So it's like tink, 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 <laughs> but it's like slow. So it like looks really weird. And then uh, Sam just grabs a pickaxe and like hurls it overhand and it sticks him right in the chest. And where he bleeds, and it's like blue colored. I guess I guess demons bleed blue, mm-hmm. and you can see it. It's very it's like bleeding out of his mouth. He blew everywhere, and I was like, oh my god, he's a Smurf. Oh my god, <laughs> um, it was the overwhelming love of uh, of car of his brother and that girl that brought him back to life. I'm kidding. Anyway. <laughs> The overwhelming love of the Smurfs. Oh, my God. They don't have sex. They're androgynous. <laughs> or whatever it is. What did he call them? And Donnie Darko, you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't know what you're talking it's about. It's so logical. Smurfs don't even have sexual organs to reproduce anyway. It was the overwhelming power of love that the Smurfs had that turned Gargamel's creature into a fucking good Smurf. How do you remember all that? Because I've watched it too many times. Anyway, so, but then he... Falls into the elevator, the bad, the demon, the brother demon falls into the elevator and then all of a sudden he bleeds out of the mouth and it's like, he's like, oh my God, it's red blood. That's what he says. Mm -hmm. And then fucking Sam chucks a fucking batch of fucking dynamite in there as the door shuts and they run out in a big explosion. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then his ex-wife appears out of the explosion and they have a threesome with his new girlfriend. That didn't happen. Okay. <laughs> but she, st- she just stares at him. And then he, he holds up her ring. And this is the part that really gets me, okay? The ring from Mary. Right. So he hands her, he holds it up, and he's like, this is yours. And then she disappears, and he's like, okay, well, I guess this is yours. And he, <laughs> and he hands it to the other girl. Like, instantaneously. Like, I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with giving something that you care you cared about to somebody. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, like, when you go from, like, handing it to your dead ghost wife and then literally turning five inches to the right to hand it to the other girl, they're on a helicopter when he does it. But, you know, it just seems I wouldn't like want it. it. I'd be like, no, thank you. Yeah, no, that's okay. Why don't it's you go? Okay. Uh... Yeah, why don't you go find something for me? And me, okay? <laughs> So she stares at him and he hands her a ring and she she uh, they like kind of embrace and she's like, will I ever understand, Sam? And he's like, all I know is how I feel about you and then gives her the ring and then they kiss and then there's a loud fart noise. And then what he really should have said is or she said, will I ever understand? And he said, well, I don't even understand. So we're never going to understand. I don't know, but our kids are going to look fucked up. And then it's like the end where they jump up at the end and they freeze frame. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking well, about? Well, isn't technically as a human now, though. Sam Purdue's son, sorry. I'm too old, Christina. I know. She's, she doesn't even get my references. and She's not. She's two years younger than me, for Christ's sake. We're from different coasts. You just didn't have older kids. I guess, or your sisters are older than you. I know. They should know this stuff. No, they didn't watch stupid shows. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> <laughs> an inside joke. Now you're going to have to explain it. No, we don't. It's an inside joke. It's funny because like. Uh, no, it's not. We're not. Yeah, we I'm telling decide. you because it's funny. 
So Christina's dad, we were telling him about the show we watched, and we're like we're telling him what shows we watched. And we're like, oh, yeah, there's that Last Man on Earth that we kind of liked. We didn't like it first, but we kind of like came around to it and started watching like season one and two. And then we were telling him about it, and he was like, oh, that show. He's like, yeah, I don't watch stupid shows. <laughs> and we both just started laughing. Because <laughs> we were like, wow, that's incredibly rude. <laughs> that's my dad. Uh, but we, it's funny, so we always joke about that. Uh, mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah, so that's the end of the movie. It's, uh, yeah, Little Nicky too. Yep, but worse. But worse, yeah. With the th- with a dose of of the thing, a tiny sprinkle of fucking the beyond, and uh, and a hell of a lot of bad acting and uh, terrible writing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, it's all connected. So you have to watch all of them. And if you haven't, fuck you. You know, you're not a real horror fan. That's why we did it. We we watched it. We for did you. it for you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> 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 but yeah, uh, we don't even know what the fuck we're watching next week yet, guys. So we have a bunch of stuff that was gifted to us. Maybe we'll pick from that pile, uh, but we'll decide. And uh, I, I'm going to try to put up some more videos. It's been very tough for me. Uh, I've been trying, but I've been having a hard time, man. So just bear with me. We will be back for a brand new episode next week. So keep your eye out. Thank you guys so much. Let us know what you think about these movies, this franchise. Has anybody even ventured to watch past the first one do they even remember anything about the other ones and do you think it's worth (laughs) watching it or should we just tell people to stay clear i mean i think i'm pretty informative you know we've we've explained ourselves i don't think you need to watch these movies but i do think two should be at least watched this one not so much not so much not the last one so yeah oh our order we got to do our order so obviously i my order is two one three two one three me too but just barely, you know, they both have different things in it. They're all bad <laughs> in some way or another. Right. So, but uh, yeah, next week we got a brand new episode. Murray says, thank you guys. And uh, what's that? Oh, he also said, please share the podcast. What's that? No, I think. Yeah, I know. He said, if you don't share the podcast, he will come to your house and bark until you wake up. So. I would do it if I were you. But guys, thanks so much for your time this week. And as always, long live the void.